I'll read a beginning of a verse, 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 11. And the king of Israel answered and said, Tell him, let not him that girdeth on his harness boast himself as he that putteth it off. The king of Israel said to tell this man, Let not him that girdeth on his harness boast himself as he that putteth it off. This is an interesting story. There's a couple of kings here. Well, just, just before this happened, Elisha and Elijah had, had met up and began going together. And then in the next chapter, in chapter 20, it starts out that this, these two kings were having battles, Ben-Hadad and Ahab. And Ben-Hadad had gathered a whole bunch of horses and chariots together and he was going to take over Ahab's kingdom. And Ben-Hadad sent a messenger to Ahab. Now, these are perhaps somewhat familiar names. Ahab, he was a wicked king. Ben-Hadad, he wasn't good either. But there were some words, those words came to me as I was reading this. And I thought, you know, that's something to remember. So, Ben-Hadad sent a messenger to King Ahab, and he said, I'm going to take all your silver, all your gold, all your wives, and all your children. And Ahab's reply was, I am yours and all that I have. Interesting things happening here. So then Ben-Hadad's reply was, Send me all that I have said, And also, I'm sending my servants to search everything you have and everything that you like, I'm going to take. Interesting situation. Ahab uh, talked to some of his elders, some of his people, and Ahab returned a message to Ben-Hadad and said, no way, I'm not going to do that. That was my words. And then Ben-Hadad sent back boasting that he was going to do all this and a whole lot more, and it was going to be really hard on Ahab. And then Ahab's response to him was, Let not him that girdeth on his harness boast himself as he that putteth it off. In other words, you're doing a lot of boasting there, sir, but it's better not to boast before you've done something. And Ahab, the wicked king, asked the wicked king Ahab, he actually said some words that it pays for us to remember. We're thinking about the Olympics going on right now, and there's a whole lot of people running as hard as they can, trying to win a race, jumping over things, trying to jump the furthest and the highest, throwing things to see who can throw it the furthest, knocking a little bird back and forth across the net, a little birdie thing. And some of those people are going to win, but most of them are going to lose. And it's amazing how many of them are so sure that they have practiced and worked and worked, and and they're going to get a gold. They're going to win the medal. But all it takes, as we've heard recently, is just a, a slip of a step, 
and you can be out of the race. May God help us to watch our feet, to keep on the race, keep in the race. Proverbs 27.1 says, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Ben-Hadad and Ahab, they hadn't read this, but uh, they should have. Do you know what tomorrow holds for you? We plan, we dream, we hope, we, but we do know who holds tomorrow. There are good plans and there are some bad plans as that happened there in the Old Testament time. Back in the 60s, I had some plans I joined the Navy with my friend Zinn. His name was Zinn Decker, best friends through school. And, and he joined the Navy Reserve and kind of talked me into it. And that was going to be fun going out together and seeing the world through a porthole or whatever was going to happen. But once we got in, the only time we ever saw each other was when we were on leave occasionally once in a while. But then when I got out of the Navy... I thought I was pretty cool. I just thought I knew it all. I just, I was boastful. And I went to the Southwest Washington Fair, which is taking place in a week or two now. They do it every year up there between Central and Chalis. And in my boastfulness and braggadocious, if that's the word, I, I just thought I was so cool. So I was down at the carnival area. This is before I was saved. And I was down at the carnival area, and here are all these bottles on a stand and you can throw a ball at those things and, and win a prize. So I thought I'd try. So there was maybe five of them. So I threw the ball and I knocked over four of them. I couldn't knock over the fifth one. So the man said, and there was some special prize. And he said, well, well, if you can knock over four of them now instead of five, I'll give you a bigger prize. It'll cost you more. So I thought, well, I knocked four over last time. I could do it again. And I tried, and I could only knock three over. He had me hooked in, I'll tell you. And I thought, well, what's the matter here? So he says, well, for more money, if you can only just knock over three, you want a bigger price. I said, oh, well, I can do that. So I was pretty proud of myself, and I threw as hard as I could, and I could only knock over three of them. And then I got down to two of them, and finally for... I don't like to admit this, but like 50 bucks, if I could just knock over that one, one ball, I would win this great big prize. Well, you know the story. It, it wouldn't go over. It was a scam, and I lost some $50. But then I got very, very angry, very angry, and I was making plans to go back in the middle of the night to do some things that I shouldn't do. But, you know, my mom prayed for me. <laughs> she prayed for me all the time. And I'm so thankful for my mother's prayers that stopped my plans from doing something that I would have regretted this day. Ecclesiastes 7.8 says, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. And I was, again, so thankful that that Pride and the anger I had when my mom prayed, it took care of that problem. And it was I was a whole lot better off then than I would have been. Then we read over in 2 Timothy 4, 7, a very familiar verse. 
I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not only me, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Fought, finished, and kept. That's how Paul entered into heaven. He had fought a good fight. He finished his course and he kept the faith. Now our lives, obvious, someday will end. What a good way to be remembered as one that has fought a good fight, finished the course, and kept the faith. Imagine what it'll be like to stand before God and hear him say, well done, thou faithful servant. Doesn't that sound like a good thing? And that's certainly what we want to hear when we step over on the other side. And now in our spiritual race here, or maybe a walk or race, whichever way you want to call it, we will all, all, every one of us will win if we keep the faith. Again, the Olympics, not everybody wins. More people lose than win. Now, there may be struggles, things that just seem so totally overwhelming. It just seemed like there's just no solution whatsoever. <clears throat> but remember, God has the answer. Even though the struggles may be overwhelming, remember always, with the Lord's help, to fight, finish, and keep the faith. It's not what you or I say that counts. It's what we do. I love that song. I love all the songs, but one of them that came to mind was, it's the uphill way that counts. It is the uphill way that counts. As you look back on things here, Ahab had used good words. His actions and thoughts were wrong. Ben-Hadad boasted, but he also had a drinking problem. The Bible says that he made battle choices while drinking himself drunk. So we know that the Ben-Hadad and Ahab, when they stood before the Lord, they did not hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. They were both killed. They died, sad ending, but we're thankful for the good examples. Elijah and Elisha, just before them, they fought, they finished, they kept <coughs> through thick and thin. They had that glorious entry into heaven. And Paul's last testimony to Timothy, he said so many good things there. He was charging there, there in the fourth chapter of 2 Timothy. He charged or he really encouraged Timothy to, to stand before the Lord, to do the right thing. He says, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Now, this wasn't written yesterday or today. This is written a long time ago. <clears throat> but after their own lust shall they heap themselves teachers having itching ears. And it goes on. Watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And that's what we want to do, right? Amen? We want to fight the good fight of faith. 
If God called you home right at this moment and you were standing before him, what would you expect to hear? Would it be, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Would it be, who are you, my friend? Now, God calls everyone friend. Would he spew you out of his mouth because you're lukewarm? Would he say, depart from me, I never knew you? We have another opportunity tonight to change our destiny. Another song, it says, Not to the strong is the battle, not to the swift is the race, yet to the true and faithful victory is promised through grace. <clears throat> and do you walk the walk or just talk the talk? It could be today. What will your answer be? You know, back at when our son died and when he was skiing up there at White Pass, you know, he didn't have a second chance. It just it just happened instantly. Just before that time, maybe an hour or so before that time, as the boys were driving up the mountain, <clears throat> one of them made a comment about be careful, Robbie, on that ice. If you hit that ice and went over the bank, we'd all be dead. <laughs> and Robbie said, bless his heart, I'm ready. That's okay, I'm ready. What a thrilling way to step off into eternity to know that you're ready. And in his wallet, we found a little track. It says, what money can buy. Money will buy a bed, but not sleep. Money will buy books, but not brains. Money will buy food, but not appetite. Money will buy finery, but not beauty. A house, but not a home. Medicine, but not health. Luxuries, but not culture. Amusement, but not happiness. A crucifix, but not a savior. A church pew, but not heaven. What money cannot buy, Jesus Christ can give freely without charge. Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? If not, you can get a new lease on life right now. Confess to God that you've sinned what you, uh, and that you want to turn from your sins to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Through that step of believing faith, you can start life afresh with your sins forgiven and a new life in Christ. This was a, a little tract that he kept that he had handed out to people. And I think... What do I want to hear? What do I expect to hear when I step over on the other side? It's up to you tonight. You can change your destiny. We're going to open the altars. Song is 588. I encourage you to come and make your reservations now.